Hey everybody, how are we doing today? This is Nico. And this is Marcus. And welcome to Porch Talk. This, go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it, stupid polite Ohioans. Yeah, all, I know, this, right? all this go ahead stuff. Uh, this is episode two, isn't oh, it? Oh yeah, man, episode two. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, voice is a little shot, but other than that, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Round two, ding ding, let's go. <laughs> yeah, so what's been going on since the last talk? Um, school started back up for me. Oh, hell yeah. How's that going so far? Uh, it's weird. For each and every one of my classes, the first day, except for one, I was like, oh, crap. I'm not going to be able to make it through this semester. I'm like, <laughs> I'm already drowning. Uh, the one professor that, that wasn't like that, it was uh, intermediate microeconomics. Why is that? We come in and this guy's like, so yeah, uh, microeconomics, while it's a very important tool uh, in your in your skill set, it's uh you know understanding the microeconomy of, of a specific thing. He said this isn't a thing that's going to give you any kind of answers. This isn't something that you should take that seriously. It's not that important. But what this can teach you is some important fundamentals for going forward when you're learning econometrics and things like that. That uh you know important concepts that you're going to need to know. Okay. I was like, wow, I'm not I'm I'm not afraid of this course at all. I can. Hey, that's exactly good. exactly. That's I think those are the best teachers. The ones yeah, that man. can just tell you straight up what's. What's going to happen? Right, right. And just go with it from there because there's been some some teachers that I that I had, not going to name any names, but at college, mm-hmm. this semester I went to, mm-hmm. <laughs> that they were so, they were so knowledgeable. They had so much knowledge in their field, but they just couldn't teach it. Really? Oh yeah, no, like oh, the man. first 3 tests that he gave out, everybody failed. What? Except for like one person, that's because they are they were retaking the class. Are you kidding me? Oh no, I'm not. I'm not kidding. Is is pretty bad. <laughs> that is really bad. Yeah. Yeah. So, he was a anatomy and physiology two teacher. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm gonna say. I find that you you find those professors who've been around for a while and they get really full of themselves, and they they. He wasn't. No, he was a very humble guy too. That really? was the crazy part. Such a cool person. I just, I think it's because his methods of teaching are, were so different than everybody else's. Mm-hmm. Because like the first fifteen minutes of class, we would meditate. He was he was really big on like spiritual health and all that stuff. And I mean, I learned a lot in that regard. Like I had to keep a journal for the whole year of like how I was feeling, what made me feel certain ways. It really, it really mm. helped me grow as a person. But when it comes to anatomy and physiology, he was just like, "You should know this, but you didn't know this. That's why you're here." Type of thing. <laughs> it, was, it was bad. Yeah, uh, that sounds really weird. Oh, I've, yeah, ne- I've never even it. had. Wow. <laughs> okay, guys, we're gonna meditate for about thirty minutes before no, we uh, even learn anything. Um, oh crap! We're out of class time. <laughs> Test tomorrow. Obviously. Test and tomorrow, the everybody. Is, the thing is, he would go 20 minutes over class. I'm like, dude, just tell us to meditate before class or something. Yeah. I would do that. I have done that before. Mm-hmm. But he was just like, well, just one, one more minute. One more minute. That's hilarious. Yeah, it was It was something. Mm-mm-mm. But then there's, there was a one or two teachers that I had super chill... They were like the really veteran teachers that knew knew mm-hmm. what they were doing, and they're like, "All right, look, this is what's gonna happen. If you don't do this, good luck to you. Figure it out yourself, whatever. But if you want a good grade, 
listen to what I have to say. So. Yeah, I got. Um, that's one. Of, one of my professors is. Um, he's he's exactly like that. He's like a young thirty-something dude. He looks like he should work where we work uh, with Transamerica and everything. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> um, he's. Uh, he kind of like ragged on financial advisors. Uh, really? Yeah, yeah. He's my dude, he is a finance guy. teacher. I know. Fuck I was. Guy, I'm, I'm sitting like front row, and um, I had introduced myself for a class. I'm like, hey, you mind if I like give an announcement for entrepreneurship club later on in the week? Oh, that's. Lit. And he said, yeah, sure, sure. And uh, he asked me to tell me about him about myself. Um, he asked me to tell him a bit about myself, and I did. I started telling him, well, you know, I'm working as a financial advisor, starting to get my licensing. And before I could even finish, like, saying get my licensing, he started shaking his head. He's like, yep, yep, all right. Nice to meet you, man. And then in his lecture, in his opening lecture, he's, he started talking about finance. He's like, uh, by the end of this class, I want you to understand, you know, all the tools that you have available to you to to make your life uh, the best that it is. Never go to a financial advisor. He said. <laughs> he said. Funny. He said those guys are like sharks. All that they do is just take advantage of your ignorance. And I'm like, oh my oh, god. Like, well, yeah. I think that's. I think that's the rap that they've gotten financial mm-hmm. advisors. But Transamerica is freaking. It's it's legit, dude. Like I I've not talked to a single person that I felt was trying to just take advantage of me. Mm-hmm. Like, they were all super cool. They, I mean, shit, half the stuff we do is free. Like, exactly. Half of the financial advising <laughs> that we do is free. I mean, uh, like, like we have this, uh, we have, like, a sort of six-step Bible of sorts when it comes to, you know, helping people out. And, like, literally the first three things on that, no cost to anyone. Yeah. It's literally just... Figuring it, out... Your, exactly. It's figuring out everything. And here's here's the cool part, like those those the few things that could literally just be um, that could literally just be step one of of one getting your you know cash flows together or whatever. Uh, step two of two could be getting your your debt together, and that could be the end of it. Like it's not like it's not like a mandatory thing for like oh you know wow we got your cash flows together oh you're no longer in debt okay now you have now to you buy, have life, to insurance. buy <laughs> life insurance yeah. Let's... Let's set up your whole estate, you know, and and we're not, you know, it's... And, I mean, honestly, I think everybody should not, I wouldn't say follow this six, well, I would say follow this six-step guide, honestly, because it'll help you get to the financial freedom you want. I mean, I'm working on it right now. I'm Hmm. actually, I filled one of the sheets out that we give to people to take, like, a financial snapshot of where they're at, Mm -hmm. and I'm like... I spend way too much money, so I've I've actually been working on it, and I've I've saved a shit ton more than I ever have. Like I I end up having like an extra couple hundred dollars left out of my paycheck that I would usually just spend on random shit that I don't even need, mm-hmm. and now I'm actually putting it to good use. So I mean, something to something to think about for the people out there. Yeah. Um, what do you think? We should just go ahead and run through this thing? Yeah, why not? I mean, you can start it off, man. Yeah, uh, so as we've been saying, it's uh, six solid steps on this thing. Uh, the first of which is uh, understanding cash flows or really a, like getting a statement of, of cash flows for uh, for whichever client or whoever it is that we're sitting down with. You know, we got to understand how much money is coming in to their accounts and how much money is going out. 
And we could also see if they can earn anything more, like income-wise, you know? Yeah, yeah, like, uh, yeah, yeah, that, expanding that, that, that cash flow. Yeah, yeah like, say say it. you're a young buck, and you're, buck. Say, and, yeah, <laughs> and you're in high school, and you, you're, say you're working a job in food, like Wendy's or Panera, shout out to Panera. Oh, God. Bread Shack. The Bread um, Shack. <laughs> but, and you have, you have so much time on your hands being a teenager for the most part. And you can take some of that time out of your day from hanging with friends, although hanging with friends is really important, mm-hmm. uh, and use that to, say, mow some lawns or shovel shovel the driveway just to get a couple extra bucks. Because I was actually thinking about doing that to build up a little more income to help me out. Mm-hmm. And it's just the little things you can do. Maybe ask to weed your mom's garden and get a couple extra bucks. I mean, everything, everything goes a long way to start learning where money goes how to get more of it if you need it type yeah. of situation and you're never too young to really get your grind never and hustle on too you know? young to get your grind and hustle on yeah, i've man. i got my first job at 11 what yeah dude <laughs> where are you working i was a referee for soccer oh right what am i, and the what am age I thinking restriction for refs was 13 and i got in at 11 ah don't tell no one uh, that's well, awesome it's though. because i got a 98 on the test Dang. out of 100 so I was really glad you put me on to that too. Yeah, that was uh, reference soccer. That yeah. was that was the best first job I could ever, ever have. I think I was, I was making. I made enough to buy the Xbox One when it initially launched by myself at, I think I was like, fourteen years old, fifteen years old. I remember I worked there like uh what I worked a total of two I want to say seasons. Uh, it was three solid seasons I yeah. worked, uh, and it was over the course of like a year and a half that I was working there. I made like three hundred plus bucks. Like I made a lot made, of money working I made, there. I, <laughs> shit, I made like a hundred bucks a weekend. Jesus, man. It made probably more than that. Well, that's because I was reffing. I was reffing kids older than me. Yeah, I was doing the PB games. Yeah, <laughs> I was reffing kids older than me, and no one, no one gave me shit because I was I was the most legit ref. People would come up to me and when I'd walk on the field and be like. Thank God you are refing my game. <laughs> I'm like, I know. It just happens. Oh, man. The only thing. <laughs> humble brag. Hashtag the, humble brag. The only thing that these little kids understood is that they couldn't touch the ball with their hands. Yeah. Some some of them knew that, at least. That was like the only rule that the little ones understood. I, Everything I don't else. Think, I don't even think I refed the little ones. The lollies, I think Every, they were called. Yeah, they were called lollies. Yeah, and like passers, something <laughs> like that. Yeah, passers. I, I worked my way up to passers. Those ones were, I think, either eight or ten bucks. They were or something. ten. I'm ten. pretty sure they were ten. Yeah, they were ten bucks um, per hour, essentially. Ten bucks a game. It was. Oh, I loved that. It was a lot of fun. Oh yeah, dude. I I love little kids games. But I, I also. I, why I left. I huh? I forgot why I left. You probably got a job. Did I? I probably did. I probably yeah, did get a job. Yeah, because that was that was about the time where you were looking for jobs. Yeah, yeah, I was... And that was sort of like an in-between type thing. Or you're right, I was sophomore in high school, yeah. 15 and a half-ish, yep, 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 you're yep, right, yep. I was getting a job. Hell yeah. But, anyway, back to that cash flow. I mean, shit, you could start at 11, you can start at whatever age you hear this at, you mm-hmm. know? Like, mm-hmm. if you're hearing this and you're like, and you can remember and actually put this into practice, you would be fucking lit when you're older. <laughs> Doesn't matter like, if you're twelve or seventy two, you know. Our mentor was giving us a rundown of some things we could put into our uh, application, and 
they were putting insurance on this five-year-old until, and they would make payments until he was 25. That kid, when he turned, what was it, like 40 or 50-something? Yeah, yeah. He would have uh, 45. a couple hundred thousand uh, of money just... Yeah, I think I believe it was cash value that he could yeah. pull out of that uh, out of that life insurance policy. It was it, a juvenile. No, it was like it was like eight hundred thousand. Yeah, it was it was a lot of of money. Um, you you enough to retire on if Man. you're nice enough. But I wouldn't uh, retire unless I had a mill in there. I mean, I'm I'm just thinking like like that. That's one of the best investments that you can really oh, give yeah. your kids. Like if if you if you have the money for something like that, you know you're what else? Savvy is? to build it up. Yeah, bonds. Mm-hmm. Speaking of bonds, I actually cashed in a couple bonds from my grandparents <laughs> that my grandparents gave me, and because I'm actually I was looking into an apartment and I have one lined up. I'm just waiting to hear back. Hopefully, I get it. But it was phenomenal. I mean, I had only had it in for the 18 years to make the money back plus a couple of dollars. But see, but now now you're talking about investments. Now we're talking about how you can I use know. life insurance as an investment. We're like four steps down this thing, Nico. I know, I we know, gotta, we try, gotta. I'm trying to keep on track. We gotta back that up, man. Right. I know, I know. But after after you get that cash flow and the expenses figured out, then we can start moving on on how to manage that debt that you have if you have any debt. We if, know we know you have debt. Let's be honest. Oh shit! Everybody has debt for the most part. Yeah, if you're listening to this podcast, probably about half of you are like in college right now. Oh yeah, easy. Uh, some of you got them credit cards, maybe a car loan, something like that. Or yeah. maybe you took a smarter route, or not a smarter route, but a better route, in my opinion, and mm. go to a trade school like at CTC. Oh uh-huh, yeah, you're it might just be a right in the route. workforce, and you're and you're mm. making some fucking bank. I mean, yeah. That good for you. Yeah, man. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, man. It takes a special person to do those jobs, though. Yeah, well, it does in a, in a regard, but really, it's just, it's just about like, you know, there comes a time in your life where you actually you actually have to like sit down and think, okay, what am I really gonna do here? You know. Well, and that's that's when I say yeah. playing to your strengths. You know. Right. Right. I mean, you can only work on your weaknesses so much. It'll always be a weakness, mm. and your strengths will always be a strength unless you don't work on them. Mm. I mean, I already feel I already feel like I'm talking way better on this second podcast. So, <laughs> I I'm putting those plans into action, practicing all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Trades are trades are gonna be a big thing mm-hmm. in the near future. Yeah, and, uh, I, they already are big. I don't even know what I'm talking about, but. But yeah, I mean that's what that's what some of these kids are doing. They're they're really being honest with themselves. They're saying I'm I'm 16 years old here because that's when you switch over to CTC and stuff like that. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah, they're saying I'm 16 years old here. Let me really, you know, look into the future, look at the horizon. Where are things going? Do I want to be forty thousand dollars in debt when I graduate? Uh, you know, if I'm a great student, do I want to be ten to twenty thousand dollars in debt? You know, yeah. Is this is this going to work out for me, or should I right now invest going to a different kind of high school or a different different kind of school and really yeah, getting and these skills that'll man? I I know some people they come right out of high school and they're making good money. Like like back in the it's like back in the eighties with like the GM type of uh type of days where people mm-hmm. graduate high school making close to six figures. Oh yeah. If not six figures. And shout out to my little brother Rocco. But he's he regretted not going to C T C for welding. Which C T C is a career center in my area. But because he's now gonna start going to night classes for welding and if he went to C T C it would have been 
It would have been a whole different ball game. Oh, he's doing night classes now? Well, he's he's planning on doing it, and I think my dad's going to join him. Oh. My dad just wants to learn how to weld. He's a tinkerer. Yeah, yeah, he sure is, isn't he? Yeah. That's fun. That would be a lot of fun. I mean, it'd be, it'd be cool to learn, but that's that's uh, that's the job I don't want to do. There's a lot of jobs I don't want to do. You know, I, I had a weird dream that I was doing hot yoga with my dad. Like, hot yoga with you? I, I, I listen, <laughs> all right, all right, Marcus. <laughs> I, listened, I listened to a Joe Rogan podcast. He's talking about doing hot yoga, so I watched a YouTube video of what hot yoga yeah, is. It's yoga with, like... Super hot. Yeah, it's like a sauna, basically. Yeah. Um, and for some reason, that night, I had a dream that oh, me and my dad, we were going to some local gym or whatever. And we were doing hot yoga classes, and I'm like, why did I bring my dad? Like, <laughs> hey, I mean, <laughs> I mean, maybe it would be a bonding experience, but I don't know. <laughs> I guess. I'd rather take my dad to the gym than a hot yoga class. I don't know. Or maybe just a yoga class in general. Right, like, <laughs> why add, like, a whole other layer of, of something else on to yoga? It's already hard, you know? Dude, yoga's, uh, yoga's fun. I'm a, I'm a big fan of yoga. Uh, if I if I had a, well, I do have a place. I know my supervisor that I used to work with, he he runs a yoga studio. But anyway, let's, let's get back on track. And if you are taking yoga classes, I hope you're not swiping a credit card to pay for that. You know, yeah. gotta get this this debt. More debt. <laughs> yeah, that, that that's more debt. You know, um, <laughs> which brings us back to the, the second part, uh, debt management. Yeah, we really we, that that's the second thing that we that we want to do for folks. We want to uh, first see if we can consolidate that, get that debt under something that um, you know is lower interest if it's really piling piling on or if the bill collectors are circling. The the idea is to get. Uh, the lowest interest uh, loan that you can out there possible be it like the lowest interest credit cards or whatever have you and try to get as much of that debt on there so that it's easier to uh, pay down the interest um, in the long run um, and then after that the idea is to increase that cash flow up and decrease the outflow uh, of that cash so you eventually dig yourself out of that hole yeah and I mean, I mean again that all starts with learning where your money goes because if you don't know where it's going you can't change anything josh told me a story one time about this uh, client that he had uh he he told me her name i don't remember her name but it was this lady he she was his client for five years five years before they ever wrote a piece of business meaning like like she ever signed up for any kind of policy or literally ever ever bought anything from it and again, that's the unique thing about Transamerica. Exactly, exactly. And it was all just debt management. It's all just debt management. Getting getting her out of there. Uh, she was a single mom. Oh um, yeah, that's yeah. I could see that's that's a big, big obstacle, the hurdle when you're when you have kids. Yeah, man. And shit, I'm I'm a part time single dad, and I know I'm barely scraping out of debt, or scraping away from debt. You know. Mm-hmm. But that's that's just what's got to happen. You got to put your put your children first. That's right, what I've learned. Right. And here's here's one of the reasons why you don't you don't know what's going to happen. You know, maybe there's some kind of medical expense. Maybe mm-hmm. suddenly you have to switch daycares. Maybe something's more expensive coming up. Maybe you have something wrong with your car. Yeah, um, that's and you don't want to go into debt for that. So like that's the that's the point of you know building up an emergency fund of sorts. Yeah, that that's that that was the game changer for me. I finally built up an emergency fund for just a month but it's it's better than nothing so yeah. if shit hits the fan i mean i got i got some extra side cash to pull me through the next month 
exactly. Um, and that's the third thing that we uh, that we provide. Uh, <laughs> that's the third thing that we provide with Transamerica. Uh, really building up an emergency fund. Um, once you get that cash flow uh, in that positive, mm-hmm. and that once debt finally, is down, yeah. Yeah. once you finally get out of debt, is when we can really start putting on the, putting the foot to the pedal and getting this thing going with. Because once that emergency fund builds up, you're you're basically smooth sailing from there. Exactly. Um, the the typical, or rather, what I would what I would call the optimal emergency fund is something like three to four months of your uh, monthly expenses. So, yeah, you, so if you lose your job today, can you support yourself for the next four months without working? And without going into debt. And without going into debt. That's the yeah, key. Yeah. That's why it's called an emergency Because we just got out of that bitch. We, we're not going back in there. We're <laughs> exactly. not going back in there. Exactly. Oh, man. Um, but, I mean, hey, I, if you can't protect yourself from emergencies then you can't protect yourself at all. But when you can protect yourself from emergencies, then you f- can finally get what you need, and that's to properly protect yourself against any loss of income, really. Loss of income? You mean like like, like job loss? Uh, just, just like you can't work anymore? Yeah, like disabilities. Oh, yeah. Death. Death. That's, oh, my God. <laughs> like... You don't know, like. Oh, the world's. Like, you can you can be just hanging out with your friends one night. Maybe you guys go out to the arcade, and then then one of your friends decides to drive like a maniac, super fast, like like eighty miles per hour. Just Adam. Just Adam. Just Adam. On a windy. <laughs> I don't even know his name, so I can't add him. No, are you serious? <laughs> you know how bad Shout I am. out to shout out to Birdie. Happy I'm birthday, kidding. buddy. I I'm love kidding. you. I'm kidding. I I know Nor Bird saw. I know him. Yeah, happy birthday, buddy. Um, you're but... getting FIFA 15. <laughs> All right, I, I gotta I gotta put this in perspective now. Go that ahead. Said that. Go ahead. So, when I was making my, I think it was when I was making my refing money, I was just rolling in the dough. I, I didn't even know I didn't even know what I wanted to do with it. So, my friend's birthday comes up. His name's Shuey. Shout out to Shuey. He just left my house. But I was like, I'm gonna get you FIFA 15. And this was in 2015, of course. It was the newest FIFA game. I was like, I'm going to get you FIFA 15 for your birthday. It was like, okay, bet. So, showed up on his birthday. I was like, happy birthday, buddy. He was like, oh, thanks. In the background, I didn't know Noah's birthday's passed. And he was like, what about me? Well, <laughs> four days later, my buddy Kyle. Hey, shout out to Kyle. Um, his birthday came up. I was like. I might as well get you FIFA 15 too so all three of us can play. So I got him FIFA 15. (laughs) And I get on Xbox for me, Shu, and Kyle about to play FIFA. And Noah's in the party. He's like, why didn't you get me FIFA 15? I was like, okay, I'll get you FIFA 15 on your birthday. When's your birthday? He was like, it was at the beginning of this month, you dingus. (laughs) And, And I was like, well, that sucks for you, I guess. Happy birthday. <laughs> and every year he's brought up me not buying him FIFA for his birthday. So I'm probably going to get FIFA 15 for his birthday. You're the friend who drops. Those are new games, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's those like are $60 games. Yeah, that's $120 you yeah. already dropped on your friends. You know, what else? It was a, it was a total of 180 for my game 
Oh, right. And <laughs> Justin and Kyle's games. That's too much, man. Yeah, That's it was too fucking... Much. It was funny. It was so funny. <laughs> oh, and man. Even though that bitch shoe always... Always teamed up with Kyle and Monopoly. I still got them both the games. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was, it was a good time, though. Anyway, so that was the that was the FIFA story. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, we were talking about, like, you know, risk. Um, you know, God forbid you, you do pass, but if, if you do die, like... You know, it's not like... It's not something you can, like, expect. Yeah, or prevent. Yeah, it's really. Like, I mean, like at yeah. one point you're gonna die. It's just the world can be unexpected sometimes, and mm-hmm. you can take a take an early, early uh, death. Mm. And um, you know, it, even if you're not, you know, a big breadwinner or anything like that, um, or if you are, certainly if you are, uh, either way, you, the say, loss of your life. Yeah, that, that's say, something. Say you're a stay-at-home dad. Mm-hmm. Well, if you pass. How that just opens a new Pandora's box for who's gonna watch the kids if you have any, or who's gonna who's gonna help out around the house, or if she, if the wife needs to take off some time, who's gonna be there to help them out? You know exactly. Uh, there's that, and then on top of that, there's you know funeral expenses. Yeah. There's uh you know the estate court and all the or probate court uh which is you know the the whole thing that different states they have you know their court set up. Whenever somebody passes, they look over all their stuff, all their properties, and they, you know, allegate and deliberate and take up a lot of time, and energy, and resources. But there, there's there's all of that that you have to think about, and there's a lot of costs associated with that. But the main thing really is you have a lifestyle. Your family has, like, a certain type of lifestyle. If if somebody's taken out of the picture, even if they don't make some money, like like you said, if you're a stay-at-home dad. It's that, still, yeah. It still is a paradigm shift. You know, it drastically changes everything. And then if you flip it around, and you are the bringing home the bringing mm-hmm. home the bacon, uh, if you if you leave this earth, those expenses are still there. Exactly. Whether you're making the money or not. Right. The mortgage payment is still yeah, due. Yeah. water Someone still, still has to pay those bills. Mm-hmm. And I mean that's that's what life insurance is about, man. Yeah, it's uh this is a life insurance crash course right here. <laughs> it's it's a way for you to continue to take care of your family and responsibilities that you have, you know, from from the grave, you know. Um there are a lot of other really cool things that you can do with it too. Uh there's a number of investment options with that, but that that's more that's something we'll talk about uh, in a second here, but but the real meat of this is there's a lot of risk out there you don't know when when what's going to happen you know death hits is you don't know if it's going to hit you now or later you know yeah but there are ways to sort of manage it in mm-hmm. a way like manage being that risk. really exactly being really healthy mm-hmm. that's a really good way to manage the risk um not smoking doing anything you know just the the normal crazy things that you shouldn't do or not really crazy but the things you know are unhealthy for you. Mm-hmm. That and even things like riding a motorcycle that increases your death uh, death chance if mm-hmm. you're in an accident tremendously. Yeah, yeah. Like there can be a if you get into a car accident with an actual car, the likelihood of you surviving is a lot better than if you get into an automobile accident and riding a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Granted, 
if you like riding motorcycles, more power to you. It's just you got to manage that risk. You got to manage that risk. Yeah, man. Yep. Um, so, uh, as I mentioned just a moment ago, uh, one thing that you can do with some life insurance policies. Um, by the way, if you're if you're actually interested, um, I'll try hit to us do, up. yeah yeah hit us up. I'll I'll try to get uh, some personal information out there in the links so that uh, you get, you can find us if you want to learn learn more. But uh, one of the things that you can do that's really cool with some kinds of life insurance is uh, treat them as a as an investment. There are even some where you can uh, you can fix them to uh, you know an index uh, stock market index like the S and P five hundred or uh, you know Nasdaq or some something that's that traditionally performs you know, at least consistent consistently well um, throughout a number of years. Or you can even uh, set like a bottom floor on mm-hmm. uh, get a really uh, get on the a rate fixed, of return. Yeah, fixed. yeah, get a fixed interest rate. Granted, exactly. if by the time you utilize that money. Say if the interest rate was higher, yeah, or lower. I mean, it ju- it's a bargain. Exactly, you know? it's it's management. You know, yeah, you gotta. When there's all that uncertainty, you gotta make a call and. That's that's yeah. that would be my preferred, is to have a really? fixed. Really? Yeah. Hmm. That I way, don't know. That way, I can't lose money. Mm-hmm. Like I don't. I mean, as long as I'm getting at least a little bit of money, that that's a that's better than nothing in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But that's just personal. Well, I mean, I, you're you're right. Like as long as you're not losing money, like the the purpose of of any kind of investment really is to outpace inva- inflation at least. Like, yeah, of course. Like, you know, you have your money sitting in a checking account. Like it's 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 depreciating technically. Mm-hmm. Every year, uh, inflation is historically at like what three yeah. percent. Every year, or so if your if your banking account is earning less than three percent interest, you're technically losing yeah, uh, purchasing power. Yeah. Um, and that's really what the pur- purpose of what we call building wealth, the fifth step, um, mm-hmm. really is, you know, outpace that inflation, grow your money, make your money work for you. Yeah, really. Say. I mean, honestly, there's a number of things you can do to build wealth after you get your, the insurance that you feel you need or that you wanted. It's just, again, it's just a whole another process of figuring out how to manage it. Say you're making more money at this point now that you've gone through the cash flow, gone right. through the debt management, emergency fund, and proper protection. And you say you got a new job. It would be better if you stayed with the same expenses along with that new... Living within your means, new as they means. say. Yeah. yeah. So, that I mean, building wealth is kind of self-explanatory, though. Yeah, yeah it really is. But uh, <clears throat> I do want to pause here just for a second to kind of... Uh kind of just give an overview of what those first five of the total six steps were, you know, really just to put them into into perspective, I guess. Like, uh, let's think about that cash flow for a moment. You know, you're you're working a job, say it's a you know, nine to five, you're working 40 hours a week. Whatever life you want to have, it's like say you're not there right at this moment, just, just you know, project yourself forward. Whatever kind of life you want to have, You've got to have it within that forty-hour uh, work week, whatever, uh, whatever job you're working. You you got to have it within those means right there. Otherwise, you're going to go into debt, and what this is what we call the rat race. You know, you're trying to increase that cash flow, so you just had to take on more hours at work. Maybe try to take on a second job, a part-time job, or something like that. But if you're if you when you do that, when when your means expand. If your lifestyle also expands in that moment too, you're only going to take on more debt. 
So the key is to stop that. The key is to really put a lid on the growth of your lifestyle, in a sense. Just but let your time income being. grow. It's not, it's not a for the rest of your life thing. It's exactly, just, exactly. It's to where, to, to when it gets to the point where you can preserve mm-hmm. that wealth. Exactly. Um, and and that, that's where I was going where, there with the second step. The, the idea of the emergency fund is, okay, I, I've solidified... Uh, a steady income my money is growing okay what if this income stops I want to be able to get myself to a place doesn't matter how many months it is down the road I want to get myself back to a place if some emergency happens where I can get this same income or something greater back in my life you know that's the point of that you don't want to you don't want some catastrophe to just throw everything out of whack for you um, and then once you've got that the idea of proper protection, the idea of life insurance is even if even if the worst comes to pass, even if I die, my family, the people that I care about, the people that I love, that kind of lifestyle is is certain with, with uh, not uh, with utmost certainty really going to going to you know persist. And then the building wealth is okay, now that I've got everything on this level completely mastered, let's go up to a higher level. That's what the building wealth really, that's, that's what that step really is. It's like, I've done everything that I can to make sure that this kind of life is my floor. And now, now it's time to have fun. Exactly. Now it's time to have fun. Exactly. And, and uh, you know, whenever people talk about budgeting and debt management and all this stuff, it really just seemed like harsh. It really just seemed like, mm-hmm. like it, a, oh my God, yeah, I gotta do less to have more. You know, <laughs> they, it, they make it sound like you're cutting off a limb or something it's like oh i need to get rid of both my legs to to pay for this car exactly or something like that you know and that that's 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 what we want to make sure that we're getting across here it's that you you make this short-term sacrifice so that in the long run you can start saving up for that new car you know Mm -hmm. get yourself a nice tesla model x there you go put the kids in the back you know yes uh you 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 can uh eventually be able to afford that down payment on that house in that nice neighborhood you've been scoping out outside of seattle you know like (laughs) that's what the point of uh, you're sacrificing the now for the later you're paying your future self instead of your past self yeah that's a good analogy that i heard from some people around transamerica you want to pay yourself yeah. before you pay everything else. Mm-hmm. I haven't put that part into action yet, but I plan on doing it very soon. Yeah, and, so. and that's the important part. This, this is a journey. Um, you know, it's not it's not like you snap your fingers, you know, and suddenly, oh wow, I have a nice investment account. It's it's getting fifteen percent rate of return, and I'm I'm rather happy with myself, you know. It's not yeah. like it's not like a Bitcoin or anything like that. You just you yeah. just buy it and you just hey, you never know with Bitcoin. Uh, I don't know. I I've been hearing. I think it dropped. Has yeah, it oh, dropped? Yeah, oh, I'm yeah, pretty it, sure it dropped. It recently. has. It has dropped. But uh, from what I understand, cryptocurrency in general, where people want it to go, like where where businesses want it to go, uh, is one of the things that they do when they uh, you've heard of like IPO initial public offering when they go to the stock market um, one of the things that they do is they you know break their company up into shares quote unquote shares and they sell them for a certain stock price and that's the stock price you see on the ticker um, another thing that they can do is sell bonds on the back end uh, you know corporate bonds as we know them 
Um, as I understand it, people, you know, they buy the corporate bonds with money. Where people want Bitcoin and stuff like that to go is instead of using U.S. dollars or whatever country dollars to do that, you're going to use Bitcoins. Which is a universal currency, so yeah, but it opens the game for a lot of, a lot of international trading. Right, but but here's the scary part. Okay, okay. So say I'm a I'm a big I own a large business, um, and we wanna we wanna do some expanding. We wanna build a new factory somewhere. Gonna need a couple hundred million dollars uh, from the shareholders. Well, you know we're a big company, so we we have that money. We could do that. But you know what we could do? We can invest uh, some whatever amount of money in some not so valuable. Um, cryptocurrency out there. It doesn't have to be Bitcoin. It could be some whatever cryptocurrency. Like a Litecoin or salt coin. Yeah, it could be literally anything. And then, and then what we do is we say, okay, we're going to offer X number of shares that can only be purchased through this. They're going to be valued at this many, like you said, Litecoins or whatever. And remember, this, this company, before they offered, they bought up a whole bunch of Litecoins or whatever. So then they go and they sell those litecoins for actual money as suddenly people as they're trying to invest in this company and this exclusive litecoin opportunity start buying them from who else but that company yeah suddenly they've essentially doubled the amount of money that they're that they're bringing in off of uh, off of a classic uh you know bond exchange there there are a lot of people in the finance sphere like that are really afraid of that cuz they see that as like a whole another 2008, you know, financial crisis coming because these bitcoins are technically worthless. They're never going to reach any kind of maturity or anything like that. Like the the bond, the deal that that people are making is essentially defunct, but you're still getting like double the money. So it's Yeah, really. I don't know. It it's it's kind of conspiratorial um what I'm talking about here, but it's it's definitely like something to be at least wary of because like oh yeah i mean i don't know i i personally haven't invested into any bitcoin yet granted that doesn't mean i'm not going to i'm probably gonna invest a little bit into bitcoin just because i like to have my feet in every part of the water you know Mm -hmm. but uh as of right now i got better better things to worry about yeah, I, and, and trust me, I'm, I'm not the type of person who's like ever going to write something off simply just because I heard somebody talking talking raw about it or anything like that. Um, you know, if it piques my interest, it piques my interest. And like, I like to dip a toe in as many things. Like, that's like one of my goals in life. I want to I wanna be involved as, in, in as many things as I can uh, be, but also still like, you know, ex- excel in each of those. So like, yeah, if I want to give I want to give whoever I'm trying to help every aspect of their life that I can help, you know? Yeah, yeah. I want to be able to walk up to someone and know that there is at least a single thing I can help them with, no matter what it is, whether it be health and fitness, finances, or just someone to talk to, you know? Yeah. Oh, my God. Just lending someone an ear. Yeah. That's, that's, Man. that's big. Because a, a lot of the time that doesn't happen mm, yeah just a little bit of understanding goes a long way it really really helps people oh man all right well that that was really our business our finance section for today mm. oh well, well there's there's one thing we did we did kind of miss here what was that the sixth step oh yeah holy shit the sixth step <laughs> i didn't think we had a sixth step jk no, no. yeah no i know yeah uh the sixth step uh preserve wealth um 
You can go ahead and talk about this one a bit here. It's really just building a family legacy. You want to make sure that your your kids and maybe even their kids' kids have a very strong base underneath them mm-hmm. for when they grow up and become adults, you know? Because, again, if you, you, the whole point of this is to really give your family as much as possible for when you ultimately pass whenever that is right uh and this this preserve wealth state uh this preserve wealth point uh and then the six step plan is essentially estate planning this is essentially like uh you know writing a will and things like that setting up different trusts and annuities um we didn't even talk about annuities that'll be for another time (laughs) yeah man oh god Going going through all this uh, studying that we've been doing. Oh my I'm... god, I've rewritten <laughs> at least ten hours of notes four times, four friggin' times. And what's what's really crazy is uh, two years from now, after you pass and everything, two years you're gonna have to do twenty four hours of uh of of further uh, education. Yeah. Just the, the state makes us do it's this right. to make sure that we. Uh... I'll be halfway to a millionaire by then. It's okay. Ooh, I like I like the sound of that. I got man. my vision board. Here, let me try and pull it up. You got a vision board already? Oh yeah, man. Oh, I guess it has been like a week. I said I was gonna do it, so yeah, man. I fucking did it, I guess. Man, these days are like blurring together for me. It's, oh, it's really yeah, not good. All my whole life has been studying and work. That's it. Yeah, I, I work. I and yet up. I still failed the test twice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking pissed. It's not that bad, Shit, man. You're gonna do. You're gonna finish it up, and you're gonna do great. Oh no! I mean, there's no doubt I'm gonna pass. It's just, I know, I have to put in more work. Yeah, you're, you're gonna be a great agent one day. Don't you worry, man. Oh no! I, trust me, I know. It's just getting to that point, you know. Mm-hmm. Everybody has bumps in the road, and this is my bump in the road. I don't think I have any problem trying to help people. I, for the most part, once I get under, get my feet under me. I can know what I'm talking about. It's just studying and test taking is one of my weaknesses, of course. I'm Thanks, mom. <laughs> Thanks, mom. <laughs> Why do you thank your mom for that? Because she's a C's get degrees kind of person. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh man. Oh yeah. I um I think I get like. Okay, here's how I work. I can like focus on stuff. I can focus on a test and focus on something like that and really, really excel at it. But there's like a prerequisite for me focusing on it. And that's like like care. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if I'm just like not really interested or uh, invested in the course or invested in whatever it is, like this really pertains to high school because, you know, college, I'm directly invested yeah. in every course. But like back in high school, it was so hard for me to, you know, get through writing classes because it's like, why do I have to read Moby Dick and write this? Yeah, I think if thing. they gave us more freedom with exactly. like what we had to do, I think high school would be a better place. You know, I I thoroughly I couldn't agree more, man. I I really couldn't agree more. But um, yeah, let's let's go ahead and look at this vision board. I don't. All wanna... right. So I have a four month vision board and a six year vision board so far. So. What we're seeing here is a uh, WFG watch, and that signifies that you make 50000 a year. And uh, 
So that was the first thing I want to achieve. After that, I would like to quit the job I am working at so I can invest myself more into this, into Transamerica to help more people. And also, I would like to purchase life insurance, again, because that's a very key thing in our six-step process. I'm almost through my emergency fund, like, building that, so it's time to start thinking about other things. Mm -hmm. And as a reward for doing all of those things, I am going to get myself a motorcycle. Sorry, Dad. (laughs) I like the sound of the... The motorcycle part, and same thing with the fifty thousand. Cause uh, what what month is this? It's it's August or it's, it's September now, right? Yeah, I made this like on the twentieth okay. this last month. So you're saying so. the next four months? That's really ambitious. And I oh, oh it's God, it's man. a long. It could be a long shot, but I, I think I can do it. The thing it's is, all it's all about once I get this insurance test done, mm-hmm. I'm gonna get it within within two or three months of me on the field that's not that's not even a question i know that for a fact yeah man it's just getting through this test (laughs) you're right it is but it's it's all about the effort that you put out too you know and i i really that's one thing i my favorite things about you man i really do see like that that energy that like fire as they always say oh yeah man you You really got a lot of that yeah you really got a big drive man it's it's mm. uh, i heard i have i've read a really good quote it was faith without work is dead it was actually i think it might it's have from been the from the bible yeah yeah yeah. Faith, faith, yeah faithful that works is dead yeah yeah i mean it's it self-explanatory if you don't work you're not going to achieve anything you, you can have as much faith in whatever you have faith in whether it be god or yourself if you don't put in the work it's, it's not gonna work exactly you know exactly and that's something i that's something i that is one of the key components of what i live by Anyway, but looking at my six-year vision board, I'm going to hit a million, million dollars in revenue. Um, I'm going to help 100,000 people. And maybe that's a pretty big number. Six years, 100,000. Nah. Well, let's, let's, let, me, let's, let me do some quick you know, math on that. All right, while you're doing the math, I'll tell, you, tell the people what else I got. I want to own a house. Actually, I want to build my own house. And oh, okay. Well, not me personally. I could probably help. <laughs> you know but, what I mean. I, yeah. I'm just saying, oh, you want to build your own house? Cool, cool. And I want a uh, Model X Tesla. That's that's my, uh, the Model X is my reward for okay. doing all those things. Um, so what's the numbers? Well, uh, that's that's 1,388 people a month. I could do that. You can meet with. No, I can't do that. And write that's, that's, that is that is that. You know what? Here, here's the thing. I don't. I don't. I'm not in disbelief that you could actually meet with a ludicrous number of people in that fashion. I mean, oh, yeah. uh, I talked to Jeremy. Especially about... once. Especially once uh, I get out there. Yeah. And I don't have my current job. Uh huh. Oh, I'd be making phone calls left and right, talking to people, setting up meetings. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm even thinking large-scale events. One thing that Jeremy oh, does oh, yeah. is, uh, you know, uh, he, as they always say, it's not about your net worth, it's about your network. He, he just tries to get as, as many people as he can together to give presentations. Um, that's that's one, one thing that I've seen a number of people do. Um, so you could, I think you could definitely get out in front of something approximating this number. But uh, in terms of the actual, like, writing business for that, 
Yeah, that's that's kind you of know, a long shot. You you could here's the thing: you can get to that million dollar mark quickly. Oh yeah. But it's about the type of people that you go after. You got to go after. You know, you got to go to the business owners and say, hey. Uh, let, let, let's get you some kind of uh, liability insurance. Uh, let's say they own a factory. Let's get you some type of insurance for all your employees just in case some, something happens here, you know? that That's the way to get there. But um, yeah, you, you can do it, Nico. You can, you can definitely do it. I hope so. Yeah. I mean, hey, six years is a long time. You know, um, I'm kind of upset because I... Well, we spoke with Josh about a vision board. It's like, it's like a month, that was, a couple that weeks was, ago now. Yeah, that was about a month ago. That was, around, that was right when you signed that up. That was when I signed up, yeah, yeah. Yeah, So that was when I decided that I was going to start making my vision board. <laughs> no, that was that was when I started, was thinking about making mine as well. And When did you start? Like, when did you actually start making this stuff? That's what I wanted. I made this in like two days. Okay, so like two or a days day. ago. Actually a day. Okay. Well, I made this in a day, but I thought about it. Like, probably a week ago. Okay. Yeah, about a week ago. I have been thinking about mine and working on mine since then, and I'm, I'm I mean, I, I've got some stuff that I could, you know, show and talk about, but I'm like, I don't know, I don't even have, like, a couple images, it's mostly just text right now, I, need, I do need to get some images attached to it. Yeah, I, yeah, I've started my business plan, too, but that's on the slower end. You know, you, you know what? Um, I've been working on stuff like this all summer long. Yeah, um, I. If if you want some like structural help. Yeah, that's 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 the big thing. I don't know the structure of it. Mm-hmm. So you can probably help help me out with that, of course. Yeah, definitely, man. Um, oh yeah, one thing that uh, I don't know if I've talked about. Um, I I know I mentioned uh, Wright State's Entrepreneurship Club. Uh, yeah, you said in that. our first episode, but. Uh, my role with the club uh, is as a VP of revenue, uh, is starting micro businesses on campus, and uh, we've, we're just about to get our first one up and running. Um, so I've, God, I've been just entrenched into everything revolving around the business world, uh, essentially running up, running. My, I'm the CEO of it, you know, because yeah. that's my role. So. What's What's your business again? Uh, we are a multi-level marketing company. Uh, our main platform is electronic billboard that we have right in front of the student union. Um, we're on social media. We're, we're even trying to take over, uh, a lot of the email chains. If you go to a number of universities, you'll often see like <sighs> random administrator X has sent you a list of businesses who are looking for interns or, you know, you've been to a job fair, you know, where all the different representatives of all the different businesses are there looking for people who are in whatever field to, you know, come and work for their business or intern for their business, whatever. We're trying to really streamline that process. Um, and then what we want to do is uh, find any exportable points of that and immediately go uh, region-wide, go to the different campuses in the area, and then try to go statewide with that. So, and that would be with just the electronic billboards at each of these locations, or...? Yeah, uh, yeah, we're thinking. Well, the when I, when I say uh, when I say like streamline that whole like network, what I mean is like there's a there's a, like a large ecosystem of of people they call them connectors, who uh, you know I know somebody who works in administration, you know, at Wright State University, 
you know somebody who's a start running a startup and they they really want some ambitious youngsters who know a lot about biology to come work for their floral startup or whatever um, could you send out an email you know to all the biology majors all the biology majors for me what we want to do is we want to say okay you startup person cut out all those middlemen come come buy a small amount of ad space um, we'll make sure that the students see it go come buy a social media ad we'll make sure the students see it you know stuff like that um, we're gonna have a number of different promotional things and uh, like we're thinking of <laughs> one of the ideas is doing like a weekly drawing uh, every day of the week there'll be a, there'll be a letter or a number and the first person who follows us on Instagram or whatever that uh, sees on the electronic billboard the whole phrase or the whole sequence of numbers or whatever they get a hundred bucks so we're, we're really trying that's a to good, that's a good idea yeah we're really we're, we're got a lot of ideas uh, <laughs> revolving around you know, joining up that kind of support um, and really building uh we want this to be kind of like a rock for the for the whole ecosystem uh re revolving around uh, internships and and job opportunities too you know we want to get those we want to try to keep our job placement rate high yeah i mean uh, you can't yeah. do that you can't do everything yourself you gotta yeah, outsource yeah. for some of that and that, that's that's really the the key that the key part of this it's that everything that everybody wants we're trying to just loop them in closer together uh, you want a you want a job experience in your field, but you're a sophomore. We got that internship for you. You know, you you need people who are going to build themselves to be qualified workers. You love to you know, give them some professional development, but you do need a qualified worker now. We got that senior who's about to graduate who just is craving you know working in that that farming startup or whatever. I don't even know, but. The, the the specifics aren't important. That that energy, that that activity is what's is what's really important. You know, we want to get pe these people together, and it's so much fun. <laughs> I love oh, it. dude, I, I bet I would. I wish I could go to that, but well, I can go to it, but I can't be in it. Sadly, I would love love to hear what some of the people in your group <laughs> have to say because I'm I find myself as an entre entrepreneurial type, mm -hmm. even though. I haven't really try started a business. It's a public university, man. You can just well, come. I know I can come, but I want to join. Can you give me an unofficial member? Unofficial. One of our executive board members, her little sister, like she'll even sometimes sit on our and in our e board meetings. She's like a, in high school. She just shows. That's up. funny. I know. I know. That's cool. Maybe I maybe I'll come and check it out. Yeah, I definitely, man. Um, if you want, uh, we're having our first e board meeting. Uh, Actually, no, don't come to the first one. Uh, come on. Hey, my name is Nico. <laughs> What's up? How we doing? No. Um, next next week, uh, we got a uh, first e first e board meeting <laughs> on, um, what was that, Wednesday? Early in the morning. So, yeah, if you want to come, hit me up, man. <sighs> yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to see if I'm free. Mm -hmm. Got a lot going on with work, sadly. Tell me about it. Uh, well, I mean, I just work at a uh, manufacturing company. I It's called Montgomery Motorsports. I make carbon fiber motorcycle parts. Uh, and what the point of that is, is it's a lot. It cuts it, the weight in, into a quarter, and it helps with races. You know, it just makes them faster. Mm -hmm. It's not It's not all that. <laughs> it's nothing too crazy. I understand, yeah, yeah. And there's also like a prosthetic portion that I 
help out with, but I don't really do much there. It's mainly just motorcycles. Gotta love the Jixer and the Busa. It's just two motorcycles. <laughs> okay, I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, no, you're looking at me like, what the fuck does that mean? Mm-hmm. No, they're just motorcycles. Well, cool, cool. I don't know. So what are your plans for this uh, long weekend? Do you have any work to do this weekend? Yeah, I do. Are you uh, serious? What the fuck is Labor Day? I mean, I got like school, a little, a little bit of school work. Um, actually, stuff with this business. Uh, we're one of the things is we're partnered with our student government, so uh, we're we're gonna form a oversight committee once you know the semester gets in a swing. But for the for the time being, what we've been doing, we're just giving them like we've been giving them reports. Most of them have been like impromptu. Yeah, you know, we got you know, the uh, student body president, you know, number on speed dial, basically. So we talk with them frequently. Different folks that are higher up in SGA, we talk with them. But this is going to be, like, the formal, this is what we did all summer long, you know, sort of uh, presentation. We're actually planning on having it. We were planning on having it on Tuesday. Um, date might get pushed back, but I'm still, you know, getting ready as if it is going to be Tuesday. Yeah. You don't want to play around with that. Yeah, you definitely don't want to be surprised. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, just finalizing documents, uh Make sure we get our, you know, quote unquote square script right. You know, the presentation, the pitch. You know, that's what we're all about, really. Just wing it, bro. Just, just wing it. <laughs> you know, I gotta be honest. Uh, that that's that's the mentality of our president, Tyler. And you know, winging it does work out sometimes. But, but you gotta know your audience. Yeah, I know. And getting the, getting prepped is it works a lot more. <laughs> and uh, I just gotta be honest. This type of audience is this is the these are the people who. Uh, they might not even know too much of what you're actually talking about, but they do pay attention to detail. And if things aren't explained to them in a way that makes sense, if like I just gloss over something, if I assume you know something in the presentation, you can never assume. Yeah, it'll that, make an ass out of you and me, buddy. <laughs> yeah, they're they're the type of people who are gonna be like, "What's that mean?" And then uh, I'm just winging it here. Uh, let me let me just kind of wing it with this you know, definition that I'm giving you. <laughs> and then and that's the type of stuff that they bring up on you later. So yeah, yeah, you, you gotta, well, at least with this type of crowd, you gotta make sure everything's prim proper pressed and ironed out, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Gotta do what you gotta do. Plus if you're the nervous type, uh, you know, gives you a little less anxiety when you know that there's Are a, you the nervous type, Marcus? It depends. Um, I'm typically not. I, yeah, I love to launch myself into situations, but that the, here's the thing: if it's just me, like if I'm just introducing myself to someone uh, new or oh, coming to a party, I can do that all day, all long. day long. My thing is, I'm representing something else, something greater than me, you know, um, and that's pressure, that's responsibility. Oh yeah, man. Um, and it's it's the healthy kind, you know. I'm thinking, okay. As the CEO of Right Enterprise, how am I coming across to this person? Does my breath smell good? You know, like I typically don't. I mean, I do worry about that, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, you yeah. Get, like super self-conscious about all those little things. Am I sweating? Oh my god, I'm sweating. You know, um, word choice. Word choice is an important thing. You should always, you know, be very careful with your speech. You got to be confident. Yeah, yeah. Confident is confidence is key. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like. There's a lot of shit that I've like people I've talked to, when I when I wasn't prepared, mm. I just acted confident and it really just it pulled through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Honestly, just like talking to Jeremy about a job, I was like, I don't really know hardly anything about this, but 
I know for a fact that I could be one of the top performers once I learn it. And I think he took a took a good grasp on my words and he I think he believed me. I hope he did because I'm being serious, but confidence, man. That's that's what I run off of for the most part. Yeah, man. Well, it is four ten in the morning. Don't tell them that. No, dude, it is fucking <laughs> early. I get up this fucking early to go to the gym. I don't stay up this late. Yeah, my alarm is going to go off in 45 minutes for me to wake up. 45? That's pussy time. Come on, get up earlier. 4.55 is, is what? 4.30. Are you kidding 4 me? 30. That's That's when you get up. Well, you have to drive to your gym, don't you? Yeah. My commute to my gym is two flights of stairs to my basement where I run on the treadmill uh, for a mile. So, I got a treadmill. You do? It's right there. I've never seen that treadmill. Yeah, no, my mom used it all the time. She she just you just put that treadmill there. This Promise. treadmill has not been Promise. there. Promise. It's been there it's been here since like twenty fourteen. Okay, okay. That, no, I, probably I, earlier. I Actually probably that. earlier. If you're gonna say that this thing has been in your basement since the two thousands, I'm since I'm out. before that couch. What? I think since before that couch. Or no. maybe maybe a year after that couch. Ladies and gentlemen, this young man has gone insane. Uh, we're going to have to cut this podcast short. going to have to take him I'm to the ER. I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of tired. I'm being honest. It's fucking early. But it, I'm not going to go to bed after this. I'm probably going to play some video games because I haven't played video games in a while. Guess when I woke up, quote unquote, this morning. When? No. Wait, 1 a.m.? I said when. Oh, yeah, yeah, guess. You're supposed to oh, guess. I don't fucking know. Like, You're supposed to guess. 10 o'clock. No. Earlier. 8. Earlier. 5 later six yeah oh man this is six to I've four sta- i've stayed up 20 or actually more than 24 hours yeah every, everyone's done an all-nighter but it's like man i gotta get stuff done i'm gonna go home i'm gonna go to sleep i'm gonna wake up it's gonna be like 2 p.m hell no i'm <laughs> setting a fucking alarm i'm trying to get up at seven seven no probably not at seven <laughs> probably like eight or nine i don't know i don't really have anything to do in the morning though you don't? I don't think I do. Want to study tomorrow? Hell yeah, dude. Why not? Yeah, let's do it. I can always study. I always need the studying. Yeah, you said it, man. Let's do it. Let's study tomorrow. Okay. Well, sweet. This was Porch Talk. Yeah. I'm Marcus. I'm Nico. Uh, you can follow us at uh, Nico underscore libs. Mm. Um, my Instagram is... Some German shit. No, it's not. What is it's, it? Uh, it's E-M underscore D-E-E underscore A-I-T-C-H. What the fuck is that? How'd it's, you get it's, that handle? It's, it's my initials, but phonetically. You know, like like spelled out. M-E-M-D-E-E-D-H-A-I-T-C-H. That's fucking stupid. <laughs> Tell that to sophomore me <laughs> and the, the current me who doesn't know how to... You or doesn't want to, to learn it. how to change it. It's too much. It's like two buttons, and then you do, then you delete it, and then you put in your new one. That's a lot of buttons. All right. Well, peace out, guys. Have a great night. Have a great day. Peace. Live your life.